Hey there, and welcome. I'm your host, Regina Topolson, registered dietitian, plant-based foodie, amateur athlete, mom of teenage boys, and one lucky girl, cancer survivor, and host of the Life Well Lived podcast. Living through cancer seemed like the hard part until I had to learn how to live after. We all want to feel healthy and safe and know that our life has meaning and purpose. If you're a patient, survivor, or caretaker, this is the place to find hope and inspiration through life's great disruptor and learn to live more fully today. This is a special episode of the Life Well Live podcast because this week, instead of interviewing other people, I'm sharing my own thoughts of gratitude and what I'm grateful for. And so I hope you enjoy this episode. And please leave me a message telling me if this is useful information to you and if you'd like to hear more of this kind of information in the future. Hey there, and happy Thanksgiving. I'm so excited to talk about the one thing that I seem to talk a lot about both in my private practice with my private clients and all over social media, and that is gratitude. Gratitude has immense powers for healing. And it's one thing I think that we, because it's intangible, we don't spend enough time on. We talk about it. But kind of like the other thing that I spend a lot of time talking about, which is health, we take it for granted. After I was diagnosed with breast cancer, one of the things that came to me was this idea of doing 1,825 days of gratitude. I somehow innately knew that gratitude was a healing process. And the more you practice it, the more healing you get from it. So I began practicing gratitude at that time. Now, if 1,825 days doesn't make sense to you, that is five years. And actually, it should be 1,826 days because somewhere in there would be a leap year. But that's kind of neither here nor there. And if you are a cancer patient, a survivor, or a loved one who's a caretaker of someone with cancer, you know that the five-year mark is a very big deal. Now, I'm not going to say that 2020 has been an easy year for anyone. And with a quarter of a million deaths in the U.S. from COVID, I can honestly say it's been a very difficult year. But our difficulties in life, our struggles in life, and our losses in life are... not a reason to stop being grateful for the things that we do have and for the things that are going right. 
So the thing I want to focus on today then is health and sickness and gratitude and how the three of those play together in one sandbox, if you will. Now, back when I was diagnosed with breast cancer, a friend of mine shared a book with me called Simple Abundance by Sarah Ben Brethnack. And it's a book of explorations of different topics, some of which seem particularly pertinent this time of year. Some of the things Sarah explores in her book are topics that affect all of our lives. For example, friendships are integral. They're essential for us to have a loving and fulfilling community of people around us. And that loving community is what brings us health. We can feel grateful even though those relationships may have a strain on them right now from the lack of being able to get together and see one another, that we still have those people in our lives. We can access them by phone and we can access them by video chats. Another topic that she explores is the kindness of strangers, which we all need to rely on throughout the whole year, not just at the time of Thanksgiving and Christmas. Those little unexpected things that people do for us, strangers being kind to us, kindness from everyone that we meet really is a big part of healing in life as well. And giving true thanks for the people in our lives and the blessings in our lives, which I will talk about here. And one of the biggest blessings in our life is health. As Ralph Waldo Emerson says, the first wealth is health. And I think it is worth meditating on and thinking about today because the things that we focus on, the things that we give our attention to, are the things truly that we do get more of. And so if we focus on our health, then hopefully that is the thing that we will get more of in the coming months. One of the things that Sarah Van Brethnack talks about in her book is the idea of taking health for granted, which many of us do. And there's a quote here from Rabbi Harold Kushner that reminds us that one of the most sublime experiences we can ever have is to wake up feeling healthy after we've been sick. In her book, Sarah writes, Health is not just the absence of sickness. Good health is vitality, vigor, high energy, emotional equilibrium, mental clarity, and physical endurance. These are the gifts to pray for, not just that your credit card doesn't get declined at the mall. 
If you are sick at this time, either with COVID or flu, or recently diagnosed with cancer and going through treatment, it can be hard to think about the times when we were healthy. Because all we see in front of us is how poorly we feel at this moment. But every illness, from a cold to cancer, has a life-affirming lesson for us if we're willing to be taught. And I will say that when I was first diagnosed, a family member said to me that I would look back one day and think that it was the best thing that had ever happened in my life. And quite honestly, I have not met that day yet. But the one thing I will say that I do have gratitude for is all the people that I have met along the way on this journey, all the people that I continue to meet. I would never have started a podcast if I didn't have a purpose and if it didn't have meaning to me and if I didn't feel like I was making the world a better place and helping someone else as a result of it. So to that end, because of the podcast, because of the people that have come into my life because of it, I'm grateful for those things. Maybe I didn't know that I could hike 14,000 foot mountains. I had never done anything even remotely close to that in my first, um, (laughs) first half of my life on this planet. So it's hard to say that um, I feel grateful for the suffering that I had gone through. But what I do feel grateful for is the learning lessons that I encountered afterwards. One of the learning lessons that I have really taken a deep dive into is that of nutrition and lifestyle and the role that those two things play in the development of disease or, conversely, in the keeping of good health. And at this time of Thanksgiving, I am feeling very grateful for the food on my table, the fact that we can still feed our children, that we have a roof over our heads. There's, there's many blessings to be grateful for. And with uh, it being cold outside, that we can keep ourselves warm. In regards to food, um, nutrition, and lifestyle, that wasn't something that I had started out with as a dietitian. My training was very rudimentary. It was, here's how you keep someone alive when they're on life support with you know, either parenteral nutrition that goes directly into a vein or if they're doing slightly better but they still can't eat, then you can put a feeding tube directly into their stomach. And that was what I had done 
um, in the beginning of my career as a dietitian. It wasn't until after my diagnosis and after my treatment even that I started looking into other forms of nutrition, other ways of sustaining life really um, and preserving health. I started focusing on functional medicine and the role of nutrition and finding that it is really the basis. Nutrition and physical activity are the basis from which to build good health. From there, you can say there are other things, meditation, you know, keeping your mind healthy, doing puzzles or crosswords or playing Sudoku or Mahjong with friends, things like this to keep your mind sharp. But even if you didn't do those things, the basis for good health and longevity are simply nutrition, physical activity, and I would add rest to that. If I had a top three, I would add rest to that. Proper and adequate sleep is imperative for good health and recharging and letting your body heal. So as a dietitian, I'd want to focus on the benefits of a proper diet to begin with. The Mediterranean diet has been voted by top health professionals in the U.S. as the healthiest diet in the world. They looked at 41 different diets and they came up with the Mediterranean diet as the top choice. And last year, um, it tied for first place with the DASH diet, Dietary Approaches to Stop Hypertension, which is a diet that is meant for people with high blood pressure. But this year, the Mediterranean diet has been voted first place top, top diet for most people on the planet because of its focus on consuming high amounts of fruits and vegetables, whole grains, and nuts and seeds. There's minimal dairy on the diet. There's minimal intake of fish. There's very limited intake of animal products in general and limited alcohol use on the Mediterranean diet. And so if we would talk about the things that are most health-giving to us, it would be the things that the Mediterranean diet emphasizes. Fruits and vegetables are the highest sources of antioxidants that protect your body from rusting from the inside. They have polyphenols. They have the necessary constituents to ward off diseases and to keep our healthy cells healthy and to either entice non-healthy cells to become healthy again or to 
take care of them in such a way before they cause problems to the rest of our body. Since we are specifically talking about cancer, I want to highlight a few foods that are my favorites when it comes to fighting cancer. First of all, garlic and onions are incredibly powerful. They are part of the allium family, and they're incredibly powerful when it comes to stopping or slowing the growth of tumors. Next, I would say, are the cruciferous vegetables. Yes, they can be bitter, but when you realize that medicine is not necessarily sweet, you realize that some of our foods really are medicine. Food is medicine. So the cruciferous vegetables include dark leafy greens, broccoli, Brussels sprouts, cabbage, cauliflower, watercress, bok choy, and so many others. And of course, I couldn't leave out the darling of the last few years, kale. And kale is put into so many things these days, into smoothies, into muffins. Um, But it is also a powerful cancer fighter. Uh, My next favorite would be curcumin. And that is from the root of the turmeric. So that the turmeric is a, a root vegetable. It looks very, very similar to ginger. And ginger is also another one of my favorites. But turmeric is a root vegetable. It's about the length of one of your fingers, and it's orange. It's really, really bright orange. And it has incredible cancer-fighting power and protection for your healthy cells and protection against cells becoming cancerous. So it's another one of my very, very favorite um, foods to fight cancer. Next, I would say foods that are bright in colors. So we've already talked about leafy greens. The other thing I would say are colors that are orange, for example, red or yellow. These foods like pumpkins this time of year, carrots, sweet potatoes, they have what's called carotenoids. And this is an entire family of phytonutrients that includes lycopene and beta carotene and alpha carotene that provide our bodies with so much nutrition that it's really detrimental to us not to include these foods in our diet. Not only are they a source of antioxidants. Um, they inhibit cell cancer cell growth, um, but they also improve our immune system. 
So it's one thing to fight cancer. It's another thing to enhance your immune system in such a way that it would be able to recognize cancer cells and get rid of them before they become an issue. One of my other favorite foods would be beans and legumes. So beans and legumes are great sources of protein. And for someone who doesn't eat meat or greatly limits their intake of meat, beans and legumes, they give you this, the protein that your body needs to make everything to make hair cells, to make, to make everything, to make all kinds of proteins that your body needs in order to function. But also, beans and legumes inhibit cancer cell growth. They prevent tumors from releasing compounds that can damage cells next to them and establish themselves in the body. Next, I would say my, some of my favorite foods are those that increase nitric oxide in our body. Now, nitric oxide is something that opens up your blood vessels so that your blood vessels can carry more oxygen through them more easily. The more open they are and the more supple they are, the easier it is for blood carrying oxygen to get through. And oxygen is a also a powerful cancer fighter. So some of the foods that I would think of here would be beets and tart cherries. And these are also great foods if you happen to be athletic um, because you need to be able to carry more oxygen and oxygenate all parts of your body, all the organs. Also, flax is another great cancer fighter. It supports um, healthy cells while decreasing inflammation that would allow cancer cells to grow. So these are kind of my, my go-to items, my staples, when I think about what it is that I'm going to fill my plate with. And this thought process of focusing more on and being more intentional about the foods that I eat and include in my regular repertoire in my diet, it forces you to, to be more creative when you think about what you're going to eat. And it's a great way to express yourself creatively on the plate. And you don't have to be a world-class chef or an artist of any kind, but the ability to choose for yourself and prepare foods for yourself. It's really warming to the soul to be able to do so and be able to feed yourself. So if I had to say three things that I am thankful for on this Thanksgiving, 
I would say my number one is always health. My number two would be my network of supportive friends and relationships and family. And my number three would be that I'm grateful for the purpose of my life to share my knowledge of what I know about being and staying healthy with others so that we can all live in a healthier world. Thanks for listening and happy Thanksgiving. I hope you've laughed. I hope you've learned. I hope you found something of meaning here today. I send you healing strength and I'm grateful for you. You've been listening to the Life Well Lived podcast. If you like what you hear, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends so they can benefit too. Check out the show notes so you can connect with me on social media. Peace and love. Until next time. Thank you.